Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 488, recorded live on Saturday, November 26th, 2016. And here are your hosts, the man who thought of Friendsgiving before Friendsgiving was even a thing, Dave Pillay. Hi. And the man who has been here, I think, every single year? Yep. Andy Lowe, hi. I, I, I know it's the 10th annual second Thanksgiving. This is what we're calling it. But yeah. when I was talking to other people about, you know, what I'm still doing on this side of the state. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's a Friendsgiving. Yeah, it's a Friendsgiving. Like, and I'm like... I, I guess? Yeah, I had I had to look it up because our first one was... 2007. 2007. There was, I think, like three Google hits from previous of 2006. So you're not... I don't think you're the first person... I think the term Friendsgiving was out there before 2006, but you pretty much had the, you know. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I I, I was doing cool things before it was cool to do cool things before it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's you. You were hip before you were even hip. As a hipster before hipsters were a thing. Yes. Which is the most hipster thing you can say. (laughs) But I I do not strike often as a hipster. No. I don't embrace hipster culture. I think it's ridiculous. I did learn a lot about it recently, though. I like did you, like, put a man bun with your hair no, there or I something? I didn't do any of that, but I, I looked into, like, what is it supposed to represent? Why is it a thing? Yeah. And it's so humorous because it's the it's the modern counterculture. Yes. Right? It's the, the evolution of the hippie. It's... Yeah. Um, going back to older times before things were designed to fail. And so that's why hipsters like vintage stuff. Yeah. I'm doing air quotes around yeah. this because vintage stuff comes from that time when it was made to be used, not made to be consumed. But I was just in Meyer. Uh-oh. I was in Meyer today, which is always a great experience. Okay. Going to Meyer. I love Meyer. There were advertisements for baby clothes where they dressed the babies up with like hipster stuff. Oh, so like, geez. you know, the big wide frame glasses and the and I'm like, wait, but but that's the opposite. <laughs> like, this is stuff that's being made to be consumed. This is the opposite of what hipster culture is supposed to represent and stand for. Yeah. And I, I, I felt offended on their behalf because I'm pretty sure most of them wouldn't be offended. I feel like some of the hipster parents who are, you know, getting their kids the vegan... Uh, the vegan, you know, milk. Yeah. Vegan formula. Sorry, yeah. that's what I was thinking. it's of. not milk. Yeah, it's, it's vegan. Not, yeah, it's vegan, vegan formula would go, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. We need to, you know, dress the baby up in this. Right. Yeah. And and at one point, you know, so so the other part of it is embracing things ironically, right? Yes. For the purpose of exposing that sort of consumerism. But at some point you lose the irony and mm-hmm. you're just doing it because that's, that's the fad. That's yeah. what people do. And I guess it's ironic that they're losing the irony. <laughs> you are no, is, is it ironic that you are no longer wearing it ironically? You're just wearing it because it's comfortable. <laughs> You're just wearing it because that's what hipsters wear. Yeah. It's, uh, I always wear what I wear just because it's what I wear. In case you're wondering. I wear what I wear because it's what I wear. I am wearing my Gamers Forgiving t-shirt under this. Nope, that's not Gamers Forgiving. Try again. Child's Play. There you go. One of those video game charities. (laughs) Just one of them. There's a, a couple. Yeah, it's one of the, it's one of the early Child's Play ones too because the cross is still red. Because a group that had a red cross as their icon... Got a little angry at that? Yes. <laughs> the red cross went after child's play? Yes. But that, the, the red cross is like an international symbol. Is it owned by 
Yeah, I guess it's it's white now, or it's just not it, colored. Yeah, it's not colored. The, the 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 controller is still white, but the actual cross in the middle of the controller now is just whatever the background color is. Yes, that's really kind of amusing. So I have I have one of the old ones. It's one of the things that you can't you, you'll look at it and you won't even know. You know. No. Unless you're, like, in a group with a bunch of people with the new ones. Yes. Okay. And people will be like, why is your shirt different? I'm just being hipster about it. I don't think that's the correct uses of the verb. That is, but... that is very much sure. <laughs> oh, well, you win some, you lose some. Yep. So, Dave, since we are in your house. <laughs> My parents' house. Your parents' house. I... To be clear, I have not moved back home. No. This is for Second Thanksgiving. We come here because it's a convenient place. That's the whole point of Second Thanksgiving is that yes. everyone's in one spot. Everyone was – I guess this year, it, it wasn't so much that everyone was out around already. Because you weren't around. Laura wasn't, wasn't around. around. <laughs> I wasn't were. around. Well, we You're were around. You're in Celine. Yes, but we didn't have to be around. Right, but you were already around. Yes. You were in Celine. You were not planning on being in Celine today if we didn't have this. But yes. You were in Celine already. Yes. I was not. <laughs> no. I, I actually drove from Milwaukee here for this. Jeez. Specifically for this. <laughs> I just want to put that out there that I drove here to hang out with you guys for a night. <laughs> I always have a rule that the time spent somewhere needs to be longer than the total travel time used to get there and come back. Yeah? So where yeah. are you on that? Yeah, are you sure? Are you sure that's a rule? That's my personal that's rule. That's your personal rule? Yes. So if you have a five-minute drive somewhere, you better spend at least ten minutes there. Yes. And you you maintain that. Well, when we're going to visit something. Okay. Yes. So there's there's some radius where the, this rule is excluded. Yes. You know, if I'm going to the shopping mall, that right. You know, well, that... but that's like <laughs> just what I need to run into a store. Oh, but it's a six-minute drive. I guess I can't because my personal rule means I have to spend at least twelve minutes there. No, but I'm saying, like, with vacationing and visiting people and that sort of thing. Okay, okay. So, I'm not outside of day-to-day. Yeah, I'm not going to drive, you know, into Detroit well, for a half-hour thing. You got here at... Wednesday. No, I mean, to here, physically, oh, here, here. At about 3.30. Yes. Probably wrap up tonight around 10? Something 11. like that. Normally, it's around 9, 10. It depends on when people start right. to... So, call it 10.30, so it's seven hours? Yes. That is one way. But I'm also sticking around until Monday. Okay. So I got to spend time with my parents, see you guys tonight, probably see Beth and Bry tomorrow. Gotcha. And then I head back on Monday. Try to think if I violated your rule. Well, no. If, now that you've... Because you would do 14 no, I mean, hours. In general. Oh. Like, previous to this, have I done things where I violated that rule? Well... <laughs> yes. The the cross-country chip is the, the always the outlier on that one. <laughs> Cause Three you, days to get there! But that's one of those times where the journey yes. is the trip. Yes. Right? It's, it's actually going there and doing – that doesn't count. The cross-country trip is its own thing. Right. Uh, it just happens to be mobile. Yes. <laughs> it just there, – There may have been times uh, in early college where I would drive for more time than I would spend at my destination. But there were girls involved, so no. I claim exemption. <laughs> People do stupid things for love. Yep. Yep. Not going to argue that one at all because, yep. <laughs> yep. But we are in Dave's neck of the woods. This is, it, it's not mine. It's, we're in Bry's neck of the woods. Yeah, we're in Bry's neck of the this woods. This is more your neck than my neck at this point. I know, but we're in, this is your, what we would consider your home turf. 
Sure. By virtue of I grew up in this house. Yes. This was my home for many, many years. So I was going to suggest we do uh, your topics on the list oh, here. Oh, you mean all of them? <laughs> all of them. <laughs> I think this is the second episode ever. Yes. Where Andy did not get a chance to submit a single topic. Nope, Dave. I, I, I stopped in here. We, we got the bird set up, ready to go. Now, if you need to take a turkey timeout, we can. It's covered. It's covered. All right. we're good. I'm just, because there's other been up there episodes where your, your alarm goes off and it's like turkey it timeout. Like every half hour, we're like, nope, hang on, got to go feed the bird. All right. Might have to take a dog timeout, depending on if he starts whining. Oh, he's, he's acting good. He's acting like a rug right now. That's fine. That's what he does most of the time. Yep. Um, yeah, so I, I I stayed up last night. I couldn't sleep, so I'm like, I guess I'll just get ready for the episode. And I went and found a bunch of topics. Yeah, posted them all. So then I, you know, count them up there, and I'm like, fourteen. And I'm sitting there going, like, my goal is thirteen topics per episode. Dave's already blown that out, so I'm like, all right. Well, two of them are actually like the same thing. But there's fourteen topics on here. Yeah, but two of them are basically the same thing. Let's start with those. Steam Awards. Steam Awards. Steam Awards. Okay, Have what, you heard what are, about these? Steam Awards are now a thing. Is the topic title? All right. So Valve has decided that they're going to do their own award show. <laughs> okay. Like, like the uh, the, the uh, Spike TV VGN, the video game or VGA, the video game awards. Okay, so they're doing their own VGA thing. All right. Yeah, uh, but Valve is asking the users to nominate and vote. And so they came up with a couple of awards. Okay. There's the Test of Time Award. All right. So, you know, what game has lasted Lasted or will last. The Test of Time. Okay. The I'm Not Crying, There's Something in My Eye Award. All right. Emotional games, games that made you feel something. The Just Five More Minutes Award. (laughs) Which I'm going to relabel as the Just One More Turn Award. Yeah, I think. Civ is a pretty good contender on that. Yeah. Uh, the Whoa Dude Award. Villain Most in Need of a Hug Award. Okay. Game Within a Game Award. Okay. I thought this game was cool before it won an award award. <laughs> the Best Use of a Farm Animal Award. All right. I'm, I'm calling it now Goat Simulator. Yes. Gets that's... That, one. That, was, that was tailor-made for Goat Simulator. And the last one is the We Didn't Think of Everything Award which allows users to write their own award title. Oh, goodness. All right. So all the award titles and the submissions for it are going to get looked over by Valve staff, and they'll decide which one they like the best. Okay. So the last one is just you submit a game and you submit the award that you want it to win. All right. So do do we want to think about some of these or no? Because some of these are pretty straightforward. Like you said, best use of farm animal. Let's go simulator without breaking a sweat. Well, the the article points out like Stardew Valley is a there's contenders there. There are other things that have farm animals. I know, but Goat Simulator. Like I had people who I never knew were playing games came up to me and was like, "Have you heard of this Goat Simulator?" And I'm like, "Yes." Wait, are you playing Goat Simulator? He's like, "Yeah, I just bought it for my iPhone." Oh, goat Simulator. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like game within a game. Best game within a game. That's a hard one. I don't know many games that i'd qualify would have that would have like a mini game inside it I mean, like fallout 4 had all the the pit boy games yeah that's they also had like the hacking things hacking and fallout especially fallout 3 was actually kind of fun where you actually you know you had to guess it was like it was mastermind it, it, it was fun until i decided to write an excel spreadsheet that would actually solve it almost for me <laughs> what other people would have like a game within a game though that's uh 
I'm not sure. The the just five more minutes though, that's Civ without breaking a sweat. Um I may have nominated Factorio for that. <laughs> the Test of Time Award's gotta be a classic game. With with Civ, the thing is with Civ it's just one more turn. Right. Yeah. It is. It is just one more turn. With Factorio, it's oh shit, I didn't even notice the clock, and now it's three in the morning. With Civ, though, you put two hours into it, and you're like, well, shit, where'd those time go? Right, but but with Civ, you can at least, like, I know this is going to take a little more time, but I just want to recognize that time had passed. I don't know. I'm still I'm still going to go with Civ on that one. Okay. I'm not crying. There's something in my eye award. The opening of Last of Us. I haven't actually played Last of Us yet. But yeah, no, I can probably see that from what I've heard. I do have to say it was the first Call of Duty game where you're actually storming up the main building in Berlin and the music starts to swell and <sighs> gets in tight. I muted myself. Well, I, I you probably picked it up on mine. I wasn't looking. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yep. There it is. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just trying to think of like what other things were really emotional. I do have to say, you know, downing Anixia that first time that was in Wow. Yeah, Anixia. Anixia. You know, the the because it's one of those things where you know everybody's just been trying it literally for months. We've been, you know, that's that is not the um, emotional tie I'd go to with Wow, especially with some of the stuff in Legion. Well, you can have your fun with that. Okay. Uh, so that last one, though. We, we didn't think of everything award, okay. People have been posting what they've suggested for this. Oh. This is the other uh, link, the funny Steam Awards link. Okay. Uh, Half-Life 2 Episode 2, nominated for the last game in a long-standing franchise because the developer moved on to more profitable ventures award. <laughs> oh! I've seen it also put as game most deserving of a sequel award. Nice! <laughs> Uh, uh, some of these are funnier than others. Some of these are just garbage. Oh, Aliens, the villain, most need of a hug war. That's a good one, yeah. Yep. Someone nominated for the best game on Steam award. Nice. Most overrated game. That's that's actually... Mm. No Man's Land. Yeah. That has to be No Man's Land. That could be... Oh, and people are just uh, posting their, all their picks, too. Yep. <laughs> the Rushed for the Holidays award. What did they give that one to? Uh, Mafia 3. Oh. Yeah. The Challenger Space Shuttle Award. That's that's just bad. That's ow. That is bad. Uh, greatest Anthem Award. This award is dedicated to the game with the most catastrophic launch. Yeah. The Challenger Space Shuttle Award. Undertale shows up a lot mm. in a couple other awards. I'm very curious as to what the um, the results are going to look like and yeah. how they'll publish those. It's it's going to be interesting to see. But I... Oh. That's so Valve's doing their own awards. Hmm. I don't see why not because you know it's the VGA awards and that's basically it. Yep. I wonder if they'll give like a a, um, a bundle of all the games that won the award. Mm. I don't see why not. Especially if they did it at like fifty percent off or something. Yeah. Like they just sell that bundle right there. Well, they're asking for it now. I wonder if they're going to talk about it during the uh, holiday. The holiday sale could be. Because I know they did it. They're they having just, their holiday sale right now. No, no, they're having Christmas their autumn month. sale. Yeah, right which, now. It's their Black Friday sale. Yeah, but then you know when the actual holiday season approaches in a month, they'll do another one. Yeah, uh, maybe they've changed things up this year quite a bit. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely one of those things where it's like I don't have to check every you know eight hours to see what the new deals are. Nope, they All just right. make one set of deals and that's it. 
Because they, they realized that people started gaming the system. Once people had worked out the, the algorithm for purchasing games on Steam, it wasn't worth it to Steam to do it anymore. Yeah. Like, you know what to do. Yeah. If flash sale and want buy, yeah. then yes. Yes. Else, wait. Yep. Until the very last day, and then, you know... Everything's on sale at the maximum amount. Yep. Yeah, it was silly. So you have another Black Friday topic on here. Oh, there's several Black Friday topics on here. Uh, Amazon, though. That was mine. Okay. I'm looking around for my phone because the thing's buzzing. Amazon has a... Uh, they're trying to make Black Friday a thing in Europe. But it's a it's, Thanksgiving thing. Right. So that's just kind of silly. It's an invented holiday... It's a fake holiday, and they they want to do this over in Europe, and a bunch of people in Europe are saying, go to hell. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, why would you, I, I don't, I, no, that's, it's all about, you know, Christmas. Europe always has Boxing Day stuff. It's all advertising. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. It's all advertising. Yes. And it's just ad money that they want to spend because they want people to buy shit. Yeah. That's all. Heck, even Thanksgiving moved because he wanted people to buy shit. Thanksgiving moved? Yeah. Have you ever seen Holiday Inn, the movie? No. With Bing Crosby, Fred Astaire? No. Holiday, uh, was it, uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, it's on here. Uh, 1939. He moved Thanksgiving up a week. It used huh. to be a week later. Okay. So, like, the week after the last Thursday? Well, no, because right now it's the second to last Thursday, isn't it? Or is it the last Thursday? It's the last Thursday. Oh. Whatever it was, it you was... Had a, it, like, the first Thursday of December? Something like that. But, yeah, no, okay. they they moved Thanksgiving seems, up to increase... It seems a little late to celebrate the harvest. Wasn't that what Thanksgiving was supposed to be? Uh, Thanksgiving had been celebrated on the last Thursday of the month since the time of Lincoln. Uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt declared he was moving the National Thanksgiving Day up a week to the second to last Thursday in the month. Okay, and then they moved it back? Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was... Uh, the president stuck with a change the following, declaring November 21st to be the official Thanksgiving Day for 1940. Um, by the end of 41, Roosevelt had signed a bill officially sticking Thanksgiving on the fourth Thursday of November, whether or not it was the last Thursday of the month. Oh. So right now it's the fourth Thursday, which okay. sometimes is the last Thursday. Sometimes it's not. No. Before, it was always the last Thursday of the November. Okay. U.S. holidays are weird. Yeah. Don't even get me started on Flag Day. There's a Flag Day? Yeah, there's a Flag Day, June 14th. Okay. Or is Boxing Day. Yep. It's not really a U.S. holiday, though. No, that's that's European. Yeah. That's that's where, actually, they do most of their big sales. The in, day after Christmas? Yeah, because normally people would get, like, gift cards or other things to return, and then they would, you know, buy what they actually wanted. That's so European. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for getting me this present. I'm going to take it back today. No, I thought, I thought Boxing Day wasn't supposed to be returns. It was supposed to be, like, buying things for the staff. That's what originally it was, yes. And now it's the, like, national, international, let's return the gifts that we got so that we can buy the things that we really want. Yes. Day. Yes. You are correct. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. Uh, Amazon's also doing some work in the Middle East. Talk about spending money. What are they doing in the Middle East? They are buying a company so that they can absorb it. Uh, Surprisingly, is not the Amazon of the Middle East. Just like they were not the Amazon of China. No, Alibaba was. Right. Yeah. So Amazon is buying Souk.com. S-O-U-Q. S-O-U-Q? Hold on, let me see what this looks like. S-O-U-Q. Shop in Dubai, Abu Dhabi, UAE, online shopping. Over 2 million products. Just search. White Friday 2016 was a huge success. Really? They're calling it White Friday? Well, the term Black Friday is kind of lost. Right? Yeah. 
Let me see if White Friday is a thing. White Friday, Middle East. It's an invented holiday, isn't yep. it? Yep. Yes, like it is. Black Friday. It is, in fact, probably exactly the same as Black Friday. White Friday takes an American tradition and turns it on its head. Duh. History of Black Friday. No, don't autoplay. Don't auto. You're autoplaying, aren't you? Yes, you are. Aww. Stupid Newsweek. Why would you do that? It's Newsweek. It's not my fault. Oh. While black can denote a somber event, the color white takes on a more positive meaning for the team at Souk. So yeah, they, they, they called it White, white Friday. Friday. Not realizing that the black is supposed to be black ink. Yeah. Because it's when you go from red ink to black ink. You it's, actually it's make money. It's day you're making money. Yep. So yeah, now there's another made holiday. We don't want Black Friday. Let's call it White Friday. So they're buying Souk. Do we know any... One billion dollars is what they're looking at. It's not been confirmed. It's not been actually sold, but they are putting a billion dollars on the line. I don't know. Would you sell your business for a billion dollars? Well, of course, yes. Yeah. <laughs> if Amazon came to rapodcast.net LLC... <laughs> And wanted to buy it for a billion, I'd be like, okay, sure, sign before you change your mind. <laughs> uh, don't you need my signature on that, too? Yes, actually, I would. Yeah, because we are co... Yes, I would need your signature on that one. Yes, you are correct. I could hold you hostage for a billion dollars. Why would you do that? I wouldn't. I'd sign in an instant. <laughs> uh, revealed that the retailer had to develop a new payment platform for a region where credit cards aren't ubiquitous. Oh, well, that's... Yeah, there's... Uh... Slight hiccup. Yeah, another issue is logistics, since some regions don't have a sophisticated delivery service. That no, I mean, yeah. Amazon's investing, right? Yeah. It's, it's this other company, has Souk, has already done all this work, and so Amazon would just like to now purchase that. Yes, somebody did the groundwork. Amazon can throw its Amazon money at them, and everything will be good. Are you okay there? Yeah. You sure? I, we'll see. All right. Um, Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. We haven't talked about it in a while, because the fad kind of died out. But it's still there. I know. I actually still have people who are still playing. Somebody uh, didn't get a ditto. Uh, they were in Spain at the time, and they caught a Mr. Mime. Ooh. So. Oh. So ditto is now a thing. Yes. Had not been. Nope. Is now in the game. That's about it. So you just gotta, um, you just gotta just randomly hope Catch. that you get one. Yeah. So dittos are not in the world as dittos. They are in the world as whatever other Pokemon are normally in that area. But when you catch the Pokemon, there's a chance that it was actually a ditto. Okay. Now, here's the other question. Did you any, do anything for the Halloween event? I caught a lot of Pokemon. They were mostly ghosts. Which makes sense for Halloween. Yep. And Cubones. Ah. I caught a lot of Cubones, which is very sad. Cubone is one of the most sad Pokemon ever. That's like that weird dinosaur thing, right? Yeah, that wears the skull of its mother. Go look it up. That's horrible. Go look it up. I do, I'm not. I am not at all questioning your knowledge of Pokemon. I have seen how much Pokemon. Cubone species lonely type ground. Where's this? That's horrible. I don't doubt it at all. I'm not. Like I said, I am not doubting your Pokemon knowledge. The, the Cubone entry in the Pokedex because it never removes its skull hel uh, helmet. No one has ever seen this Pokemon's real face. In the yellow version, it was, where is the skull of its deceased mother? Its cries echo inside the skull and come out as a sad melody. Always wears the skull of its deceased mother on its head and never shows its face. It cries mournfully in the moonlight. Oh, jeez. See? So. Cubone. Yeah, no, I, d I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, when you said Cubone, I, I, in my head, pictured that exact Pokemon. Which is weird, because, 
like I said, I I'm, you never got into Pokemon. I I'm uh, I had a, a ROM of it up, and I was in some cave, and that's about as far as I got. Okay, that could be very far and very not far. Uh, I think I beat two gyms. That's pretty good. It's kind of far. Eh. If I ever really wanted to get into it, I could probably, you know, just get the ROM up and running again. Sit down and play it for, like, a couple hours. Yeah. Or just watch a speed run of it, and they finish it in, like, 20 minutes. So, Dave, here's the question for you, though. I'm waiting. Okay. Sorry, you just had this look of, like, shock on your face. Because I'm waiting for the question. Okay. What happens when it snows? What are you going to do Pokemon Go-wise? The same thing I do now. You're still going to go out and play? Why? I mean, I don't go out and play very much. Okay. I, I do it when the opportunity arises and like, oh, I know that there's a stop around here. I'll just swipe. Why? Because I'm just, I'm just trying to wonder how much now that winter, <laughs> brace yourselves, winter is coming. You know, how much is the Pokemon Go active subscription base going to drop like a stone? People who play it in the north live in the north. Yeah. And already know what to expect. True. People who play it in the south live in the south and won't give a fuck. Also true. <laughs> so probably not as big an impact as you'd think. I know, I'm just I'm I'm curious to see what's going to happen after this first winter. Like what are, they're cuz they're going probably going to have to still like I said Mr. Mime's out now, Ditto's out. Mr. Mime has been out. Oh, he has been out. All right. Ditto, I don't know these things. Ditto, Mewtwo, okay. Mew, okay. and the three legendary birds okay. were the only ones that were not in the game. Gotcha. That's it. All right. Everything else was in the game. Gotcha. And now Ditto's in the game. First Speaking one down. Speaking of games. Yeah. Solitaire. I could play it on Google right now if I wanted to. You can play it on Android now. Well, I could. I think I have a Solitaire app on my Android phone already. You can play Microsoft Solitaire. How how is that how is that different from other solitaire? Because it's Microsoft. It's the same solitaire that you've been playing on your computer. So when I win, it does that card. I have no idea. Bouncing thing. I hope so. That was always the best part of playing solitaire. Yeah, I always liked playing free cell better than solitaire. I got decent at free cell, but except, except I, for the negative one, the, the unbeatable ones. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually a couple others that are unbeatable. Yeah, no, they. they I I looked at a web page one time. I was just curious because you know it's like pick a random number and it's like, well, I wonder how many of these you know have people found to be unbeatable. There are several that are unbeatable, but so yeah, when it's when a, it's a fun game. Oh, the the solitaire Microsoft Solitaire Collection includes classics Tri Peaks and Pyramid. Cool. So I could get free sale. Yep. On my phone. On your phone. Or your Apple device. Yes. Which, I see this, and I go, okay, Microsoft Solitaire Collection is free to download and play, but there are ads that you can pay $2 a month to get rid of. As a subscription for Solitaire. For $2 a month? For Solitaire. I bet you anything, I could go right now into the Google Play Store, find a Solitaire app that's less than $2. A one-time cost. A one-time cost of less than $2. With no ads. With no ads, yes. Yep. Free cell. Let's just see what we got here. Contains ad, contains ad, contain. Oh, free cell solitaire plus. $2 does not contain ads. Yep. Boom. Bob's your uncle. $2 a month, really? They want to charge $2? Yeah, I think that's the, the more surprising entry in this. Oh. That's that's not good. That sets a terrible precedent if other places pick up on that. Like, well, Microsoft is charging $2 a month to get rid of ads. Why don't we? Because nobody's going to buy your game. Yep. God, $2 a month. Ugh. That's just ugh. ugh. You want more ugh? Sure. Madison Square me. Garden. Uh-oh, okay. Good old MSG. 
Yep. Uh, they've had their credit card system being, uh, I, I guess, observed for a year, which is to say that all the transactions that have gone through their credit card system. At Madison Square Gardens. Yeah. Where, you know, you're in the heart of New York. Yeah. Where there are countless, you know, music and sporting events there played. And Radio City Music Hall. Oh. And the Beacon Theater. And the Chicago Theater. Oh. Ooh. And that includes all of their, like, food vendors and merchandise vendors from November 9th, 2015 to October 24th, 2016. Oh, my gosh. Company said that it found external unauthorized access to Madison Square Garden's payment processing system and the installation of a program that looked for payment card data as that data was being routed through the system for authorization. So it was a virtual skimmer. They had a virtual skimmer on their network. Yep. Oh. Oops. Well, god damn it. Yeah. Oh, really? It was going on for a year? No one noticed. For a year. Yeah. That's, oh, that's, oh, you gotta be kidding me. Nope. Oh. I, I kid you not, sir. I, 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 I know. I, I don't doubt you. The, the article is right here. I know. I'm staring at it right now and going, you gotta be shitting me. Really? I shit you not. This, oh my gosh, really, for a year. That said, I mean, if someone's been, like, stealing RA podcast stuff for the last two years, we wouldn't know. I don't look at those. I have watched those very carefully. All of our access records are watched very carefully. Are you trying to access our records? No, I'm just seeing if, you know, anybody else's uh, random access recordings. No random access podcasts at podcast.com. I think that's us. We post to podcast.com. Nope. Well, episode 414 is on there. They, they might pirate our feed. <laughs> Maybe I gave them our feed's address months, years, years ago. Episode 1 up to episode 414. Yeah. Why don't they have anything after 414? I don't know. Episode 414, Earwax. That was two years ago. <laughs> a year and a half ago. May 30th, 2015. Yeah, a year and a half ago. Why have we not updated that? Are we supposed to be updating this? I haven't touched that in years. <laughs> Multiple, multiple years. Do you want to update that? I don't know. Why are you searching Google for RA Podcast? I'm just seeing. Player.fm? And why is the Residential Advisor Podcast still ranked higher than we are in a Google search? Player.fm has episode 475, to Pokemon or not to Pokemon. Oh, no, that's 13 weeks ago. Six days ago, episode 487, BRB Shopping. Yeah, so Player.fm is um, added three years ago. Rogue Agenda podcast. That's new. Why Did we add this one? I don't know why you're asking me, Andy. <laughs> I'm sorry. You were the one who set up the RSS feed for our podcast. I did. That's, uh, but that's, yes, I'd like to leave that site, please. There, there are other places to get our podcast that are not our website, Dave. Yeah, of course there are. We want to make it as easily available as possible. <laughs> well, there you go. Okay, uh, what the, else do we have? The, I think I found another Random Access podcast. What? Random Access is a local Austin, Texas-based podcast run and hosted by Eric Stewart, Talon Skidbrud, and Anto- Skidbrud, S-K-I-B-S-R-U-D, and Anton Curley. Three independent filmmakers talking about all things film, local music, science, and anything distinctly Austin. And they're saying it's Random Access. The Random Access podcast. Everything starts with a logo. Let me see this. Uh, I think not. The Random Access Podcast is directly related to the Random Access Web TV network. Random Access Web TV? Can, can we... Wait a minute. <laughs> web. Random Access Web TV. 
www.blogspot.com. Since 2012, huh? <laughs> well. I think we got them beat. Yeah. Well, this got me down a rabbit hole. Yeah, let's come back out of it. All right. Uh, there, are, there are plenty of other rabbit holes to go down, like the Navy's rabbit hole. Oh, the Navy's brand new boat crashed in the Panama Canal. Did it? Yeah. Oh, that's probably what this is about. That's unfortunate. How do you crash in the Panama Canal? Uh, hold on, let me find the article. This this article is not very uh, well uh, cited. Yeah. In any case, yeah, the, no, it's, Zoom Walt is just... It's the F-35 of the Navy, except yep. the Navy also has the F-35. Uh, Why can we not make, like, really good weapons anymore? I don't know. I I just don't know. Okay. Okay, so where is it? This is why we can't Timeline is being repaired, uh, deemed determined, uh, according to a report from CNN. All right, here we go. Malfunctions in the Panama Canal. The issue occurred Monday while the Zumwalt was on its way to its new home port in San Diego where it was to join the U.S. 3rd Fleet. It's supposed to be the most advanced one built, blah, blah, blah. This is great. This is great. $4.4 billion to build. Oh. Really? No. I, oh God, there was an article I was just looking at that has that. And it actually says what happened while it was in the canal. But it, it did crash yeah. into something. Yeah, no, its propulsion broke down while it was um, in the canal and literally smashed into some of the lock gates. <laughs> Had to be towed out oh, of the Panama Canal. That's not good. That's, that's really not good, especially because that's so public. The Navy Times initially reported that the ship's heat exchangers experienced a failure. These critical components of the ship's exotic integrated power plant producing electricity for all their stuff... Uh, had a failure. Now the USNI News reports that the water intrusion was noticed in two of the four major bearings that connect the ship's advanced induction motors that drive the ship's shafts, both of which subsequently locked up. And as a result of the mechanical failure, the ship had a collision with the lock walls, resulting in some form of damage, and although at this point the collision is being called minor. But no, their transmission blew up on them, and that caused them to hit the... <laughs> That's not good. Well, it didn't blow up. It just completely seized, it looks like. Right, but that's, that's still not good. No, this $4 billion ship had its transmission break down before it could even get to its home new... Oh, jeez. Yep. Oh, jeez. <sighs> really, it's... Sometimes I wonder about some of these defense contracts. You mean like the F-35 and the yeah. Zumwalt and... Yep. Yeah. Goes to the lowest bidder. Oh, What's the quote? Every part of this rocket was built by the lowest bidder? Something along those lines, yeah. Yep. Um, NASA, not NASA, ESA. Yes. The other space agency. Yes. Might have figured out what went wrong with their probe. Oh, okay. It thought it was underground. It wasn't a unit thing. It thought it was underground? It, it may have thought that it was actually below the surface of Mars. While it was still 2.3 miles above, above the surface of Mars. That seems like something that you'd really want to avoid their programming. <laughs> the in internal measurement unit was oversaturated for one second, which told the system that it was already below ground. As a consequence, the lander fired its parachute, ejected its heat shield, and fired its braking thrusters all at once while still 2.3 miles above the surface. <laughs> Uh, do, Oops. Do, do they have, I'm just curious about this. Do you think the ESA ever talks to NASA? Because, you know. And like, hey, tell us what problems you've had. I, 
because this is this is the this no this is very different no this is the second time europe has tried to do something the esa has tried to land something on mars yeah because beagle tried to land and that had a problem well no it actually landed but the stuff didn't deploy right it landed fine yes it just didn't work once it landed yes and now maybe it didn't land fine now, this one didn't even land because programming error thought that it was underground for one, well, no, it's, only it was, one second. It was an instrument. It was an instrument error. It was an instrument error that lasted literally one second, and that was enough time. You know, they've launched plenty of other things, just not to Mars. No. We should not sit here and feel smug no. and superior. No, I'm not at all. Those... Those literal rocket scientists are much smarter at this than we are. Yes, no. I'm just saying I wonder what the collaboration is between I'm the ESA sure and they NASA. Talk. Okay. I'm sure they talk and share research. Hopefully. If not, I feel like this should be something that should be investigated. I'm just I'm just, just saying. Remember the origin of the internet. Yeah. Oh, that is true. That is an excellent point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was was specifically to share research. Yes. Not about space. No. But to share research. Yeah. Uh, Reddit's CEO Spez. Okay. What did he do now? He might have edited users' posts that were not his own. Oh, dude. Really? On the Donald. I... Yeah. Out of all the gin joints in all the world. You had to come walking into mine. So they, they were writing against him because there was this whole thing about fake news. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them were saying, like, fuck slash you slash spez, which pings him and says, like, hey, you got a message. And yeah. it's a bunch of, like, degrading and terrible messages. And so he'd go in there and he'd remove certain things and change certain things and got caught. And his response was that, like, the community team is completely pissed at me for doing this. Well, of course. I'm sorry for doing this. It was, uh, it was an idiot idea. Well, duh. <laughs> I mean, he could probably has, you know, probably anybody at Reddit, probably on speed dial, you know, he could probably go, hey, guys, um, can we get in hold of the moderators? Right. And like, can you get the moderators to do something? Yeah. Because this is yeah. abusive and yeah. against the rules. Nope, he, he just edited it himself. This So this was in retaliation to Pizzagate? What the frack is Pizzagate? You haven't heard? No. Pizzagate is the the false news story that Hillary Clinton was running a child porn ring out of this pizza store in New York. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing a facepalm from that story. I'm just facepalming because that was a story? Pizza, pizza in Washington, D.C., not New York. Oh. <laughs> Wow. That they were uh, they were running a pedophile porn ring. That's interesting. Yeah, it was, it was a news story because it was a fake news story, and it started coming up in Google searches because of the way the internet works. And so people started thinking of it as real. And this poor guy, like, his pizza business is gone. That's, that's interesting. <laughs> you know what I'm surprised you don't actually have on here? Huh. Uh, Card Against Humanity's Holiday Hole. The giant hole that you can throw your money into. Yes, you can literally throw your money. And it's not literally. You're not putting the money into the hole. No, no, you're just paying. You're paying them to dig a hole. Yes, that will serve absolutely no purpose. Yeah, because it's Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. They're raising money to dig a giant hole. And people are paying. People are paying a lot of money to dig a giant hole. They're also live streaming the dig. Yes, it's currently, as we are recording, still has 19 hours, 15 minutes, and 30 seconds left of the dig. It's been going on since Black Friday. I feel like they... I understand Cards Against Humanity has done these protests against Black Friday. Yes. That's fine. That is within their rights. 
But couldn't they like put this towards a more creative and lucrative solution in the long term? Like, let's take this money and donate it to well, a charity, or they... let's take this money and we'll start building houses. Well, let's see what what Black Cars Against Humanity came out. Okay, so this is their Black Friday this year. Last year they did like I the think... the unsale. Yes. Right, they raised the price. For no, Black no, that Friday. was the first year they did okay. it. The first year was the on sale where they raised it by five dollars. There was the year they literally uh, gave people bullshit. People <laughs> literally bought a box of bullshit, literally bull excrement, the, the droppings of a bull. Yes. So that was that thing. They bought that. There was the um, what did they do? Okay, this. So Cards Against Humanity is known for our charitable fundraising since 2012. We've uh, raised nearly four million dollars for the following organizations. Uh, a lot of speculation how we'd like to spend. We'd like to announce that here we kept it all. Yeah, no, there was. I think that was last year where they literally like they just took. They just had a five dollar donation yep. thing for on nothing. There. For nothing, you were you were able to buy nothing. They kept all the money, uh, but even then, like they listed of what they paid it with, and most of them like contributed something to charity. Yes, but somebody also I think uh, had a down payment on their car. Somebody else paid off part of their student loans. Yep. There was a couple 1. of point five percent of my student loan debt. Yeah. There was, um, it looks like there was some, you know, PlayStations and MacBook computers and everything else like that on the list. Yep. Round trip airfare from Chicago to Finland. <laughs> oh, somebody took a trip to Finland. Yeah. Hey. And went to a uh, creative center. Not bad. For this... a residency there. <laughs> Not bad. Interesting. And then also donated $1,200 to uh, Mujeres Latinas en Acción, a Chicago organization providing advocacy for Latina women. Someone bought a Legolas longbow. <laughs> But yeah, no, Cards Against Humanity has always been weird for their Black Friday stuff. And I'm, I don't know why I'm actually entranced by watching this digger literally dig a hole. It's, hey, those guys are pretty damn good. The ones who run those machines? Yeah, no, that's... I've, believe me, I've seen some of those guys do, like, like get himself off of a train bed by himself without yep. using any ramps or anything. Right, literally, just like using the, the using, shovel. Yeah, using I've, the shovel. I've seen one, uh, he was backed into a corner, he didn't have a spot to turn around, so he planted the shovel down and lifted himself up, spun around, and put himself back down. Nice. Uh, like, I've seen crazy shit that these guys can do. Yeah. Okay, Andy. Yes. Focus. Yes. No, I've closed the page. I was looking at the list of topics. Okay. Uh, the NHTSA, National Highway Transit Safety. Yes. Authority. Has, has um, made a statement and published guidelines on a driver mode for smartphones. Good. That's, okay, it's seeking public comments on its proposed guidelines. So where are these actual guidelines? Today's announcement covers the second phase of voluntary yeah, guidelines. Which to- is a PDF. Okay. And is full of legalese. It is also 96 pages long. We're not about to read it here. Holy guacamole. 96 pages? The proposed, yep. oh, the well, it goes in, what is driver distraction? What are the guidelines? What have we proposed in the past? What should we do? Well, this is quite thorough. Second approach recommended by Phase 2 guidelines is that portable devices that do not already meet these uh, NHTSA glance and per se lockout criteria when being used by a driver should include a driver mode that is developed by industry stakeholders. Driver mode should present an interface to the driver that conforms with Phase 1 guidelines and, in particular, locks out tasks that do not meet Phase 1 task acceptance criteria or among the per se lockouts listed <laughs> above. It goes on. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind I, of funny because I, I like I, the idea behind it. Yeah, no. It's, it's something that we need, but also, Which like. I actually now have on my phone, let me find it, Android Auto. Nice. Wait for it to load. Yeah, so it limits what I can actually do. And what you see. What you see. That's good. 
You know, I, I can do the phone calls. I When I get a Hangouts message, I can actually play the Hangouts message there. And then it, it can ask me and say, hey, if you want to respond to this, hit the microphone and say reply. And then it will ask me what I want to write. And then it will read it back to me and say, is this correct? That's good. That's good. So it's one of those things where I it's it's the it's literally Android Auto yep. on my phone because I don't have no car with you know no fancy in dash. I, I may have almost gotten into an accident of uh, two weeks ago because I was distracted not by what was in the car but by what was outside of the car. There was a lot of construction and they had just taken down like this huge clearing of trees. Yeah. And so I had turned to look at the clearing of trees yeah. and be aware of my surroundings. And unfortunately, I was aware of the wrong part of my surroundings. Cars in front of me were braking. Ooh. I was not expecting that. No. that would've... I kind of had to swerve off. Ooh. Thankfully, it was clear of trees. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this is, this is a neat idea. I, I love this idea for the driver mode of smartphones. It's, you know... God, you see all those people, you're just like, nope, I, I want to be safe. This is, I want my cell phone, you know, to be able to do these things there and lock myself out of things that I don't need. And this does it. It's still got some problems because I tried to tell it one time to navigate to like a location or to a person and it had no idea what I was talking about. So I actually, you know, Kate had to actually then go into Google Maps and, you yeah. know, set everything up and do it. You, you need, if there is a driver mode, you need a way to say, I'm a passenger. Yes. But it's also, it needs to, you know, if I tell the app to navigate somewhere, it should probably figure out what figure navigate out yeah. means. Yes. Okay. So what else we got? Ditto, uh, uh, hack, Nuvo. Remember Denuvo? That was that weird DRM, right? Yeah. Uh, a game just dropped it. Really? Dropped DRM? Yeah. Well, dropped DeNuvo. Okay. Latest patch notes say we've removed DeNuvo anti-tamper. So remember, this was the thing that it, it wasn't DRM in the classic sense. It watched for you changing the game's files as opposed to just you trying to circumvent like a call to the server. Yeah, that was the one where it, it took a, like a snapshot of your hardware profile. Yeah, and yeah. matched it to the, the files and said, like, if this changes, they fucked with something. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So they got rid of it. Yeah. They haven't really explained why. Reaction has been positive, well, but they, they haven't really said why. But I thought it was interesting because we had talked about how Denuvo had been defeated for a little bit. For, yeah. For like a day. Yeah. Uh, and that, you know, maybe this is shattering the confidence. And so here's just another piece of hay on the back of the camel. I don't know. That's... Faraday Future? I actually I saw that at the Detroit Auto Show. The Faraday concept? Yeah. It's it's pretty. It's like I saw a Tesla on the way here in Michigan. Yeah, I know. Canadian plates. Uh Meyer on Ann Arbor Celine Road. Yeah. Whole line of Tesla chargers. Oh, there was like I a, thought you were going to say a whole line of Teslas, no. and I'm like, why? No, no. There's are, are they hosting an event where they will drive you down to Ohio in a Tesla so that you can buy your own Tesla? Because they can't sell them here. No, no. There was a line of all the chargers, and I'm sitting there going, well, that's great for all those Teslas that you can buy here in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, because you can't. No. No, you can't can't buy any here in michigan nope i think that would be cute though like to open a a tesla dealership in michigan that's basically like an uber that drives you it's to a showroom <laughs> and they drive you down to to ohio to purchase the car to purchase the car and then you drive the car back up would that actually be against the rule i'll have to see if, if the... all the sales were in ohio yeah i don't see why not <laughs> I mean, we already drive across the border I, for our fireworks. I need to contact, who is that, Elon Musk? Yeah. I need to contact Elon Musk. Do I have a way of doing that? 
He's on Twitter a lot. Would he listen? I don't know. That's the question. Like, hey, has anyone suggested this for selling in Michigan? <laughs> so you could do it. You could do it like right on the border of Michigan yeah. and right on the border in Wisconsin. No, I don't doubt it. Yeah, just, just do it in Indiana. Yeah, you do it Indiana, Ohio, and Wisconsin. So Faraday Future. Yeah, construction in the factory has stopped for now. Remember, this was the company founded by a bunch of like disgruntled ex- and whether they can actually make good on their promises remains to be seen. <laughs> the Chinese company, backed by electronic giant Le Echo, Lico, Le Eco, Le Eco, I don't, I don't know, is overdue on millions of dollars of bills to its general contractor. Oops, says Nevada State Treasurer. Oops. Ooh. <laughs> Faraday Future is temporarily adjusting their construction schedule with plans to resume in early 2017. Oh, really? That's so. Yeah, no. If their factory is kind of behind schedule, that means uh, probably the actual car itself is going to be behind schedule. Japan is going to make a new supercomputer. What's wrong with the old supercomputer? Oh, uh, they don't have it. Oh, they would like to come back and say, no, no, we are indeed the like most technically advanced, technologically advanced group. Uh, so we are going to make a new supercomputer, costing a hundred and seventy-three million dollars. Looking at 130 petaflops. So do you remember what a flop is? Yes. A flop is a floating, floating point yeah. operation. Yeah, yeah. So... 90... Oh, okay. Current fastest... I was curious about this. Yeah. Current fastest is at 93 petaflops. This would be half again as fast. Jeez, oh, Pete. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to do with that computer. Like, what would you need to run on, on a computer that does that many operations per second? I have officially, I think it's going to be, oh yeah, the I was going to say artificial intelligence. Ah. The yet unbuilt computer would be called the ABCI, an acronym for AI Bridge Cloud in, Bridging Cloud Infrastructure. It's expected to compete with deep learning systems like DeepMind and will be made available to private businesses for a fee. So it's it's the continuation of Watson. Yes, that's that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. It's just like we want to do more deep learning, and the more I guess that's true, right? The the more operations per second, the faster it learns. Yes. Because the more simulations that can run through. Yes. So that's what's that's what's going on with that one. Okay. Uh, well, should we... Uh, random review. Random review? Trello. Trello. Now, Rhymes Andy thought I'd review Jell-O. this. It st- st- does sound like Jello. It does sound like Jello. It is, in fact, spelled very similar to Jello, but with a T-R instead of a J. Yes. T-R-E-L-L-O. Yeah, it just doesn't roll off your tongue the same way. Right. Yeah. Trello is an online... I. I, an online. I feel like it's an online bulletin collab- board. Well, I was going to say it was more of like well, it's one of those collaboration software things. It, it is a collaboration tool, but I'm trying to think of, I not a bulletin board like a, a classic BBS system. No. Bulletin board more like I'm sticking note cards on a pin board. Yeah, web based. But not Pinterest style, because no. that's also sticking pins on a. I don't know how to describe Trello. It's really damn useful. That's how I describe it. It's it's useful for people who are doing project management and more and oh yeah and no. more. So we used it. Andy and I actually used it together uh, for a Manistee trip. One yes. of our one of our summer retreats. We actually made a board on Trello. It's free. It's wonderful. And we were able to like list out different topics and say like what questions do people have that they need answered from each other? What are some activities we want to do? What are activities we don't want to do? And I was able to add people to the boards and just drag them on, and it was really cool because then people could actually do this asynchronously. Mm-hmm. So it is for project management. That's actually where I originally found this. 
Um, but like, I also use it for a recipe board. <laughs> so here's what the recipes look like. Anytime I cook something that I like, I just upload the recipe either as an image or as I type it in or whatever, and then I've got it. You can tag all the cards. You've got different um, – so I have like an entree board, mini board. I have a, a desserts board, and you can click on the card, and it gives you the recipe and the notes and the instructions, and I've got the ones that are tagged as like this one's gluten-free. This one's low-fat. Do you have it tagged by ingredients? I do not. I wonder if I could search by ingredients. Oh, hey, look, there's the board for Manistee. Yeah, it's empty right now. Yeah. Well, why is Microsoft Excel loading? <laughs> I don't think I clicked Excel. I guess I clicked Excel. So this is this is a great thing to use because whenever Laura and I are like, what should we do for dinner tonight? I will actually just open this up and pick something. I'd <laughs> be like, how about this? Done. And then the recipe is right there. Yeah. Uh, it's a great interface. It interacts with a lot of things, including if this, then that. Oh, nice. So there's IFTTT integration. Which can open up a whole lot of stuff. Yep. Does this does this work well with other, like, Dropbox and sort of things, or no? It does, I believe. Because in my mind, I see Trello along the same lines as, like a, like, a Slack almost. But this one, it's, you know, Slack is just IRC with a new front end. Yeah. This, I wouldn't use this necessarily for chatting. No. Uh, but it, it has an API, so you can link it out if you build your own stuff but that's what if this then that does yeah i don't they all have their like little niches because like dropbox is good for just you know storing stuff in the cloud yep without you know giving people access to your personal google drive or something like that slack is good for communication across multiple platforms and this one looks like it's just some it's yeah it's pretty good for a a planning sort of thing yeah because you can put the steps in here you can that's that's huge for what i use it for is just project management and planning and organizing your thoughts what other boards do i have my house projects board so i can track a bunch of projects going on have different ideas is there like a to-do list at all buried in this thing somewhere or would you just kind of have to do your own by making like a one okay so you'd uh, like add something to the uh take it from one Mm -hmm. take it from one card to another sort of thing all right or take 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 a card from one list to another list in fact um some of the if this then that recipes have to do with trello integrating with todoist which is the to-do software yeah yeah Hmm. copy board print and export board email to board settings nice so is this free it is it is. They do have a, a premium level. Okay, what does the premium level get you? I don't even remember at this point. Trello Gold. Yeah. Additional... Oh, they also the most adorable mascot. Just want to put that out there. Oh, the dog? The little husky puppy. Yeah. Upload files up to 250 megabytes in size rather than, you know, just 10. 10 megabytes. Then yep. 10. See all benefits. Trello Gold. $5 a month or 45 a year. So Ooh, you get, you get new stickers. Ooh, I don't care about stickers. No, neither do I. I mean, for goodness sakes, I don't even know how to spell emoji. I think you do. I thought it ended with an E, not an I. Well, I, but you know now how to spell Yes, it. I know now, but before I didn't uh, know how to spell emoji. You can, you can have custom backgrounds. I think the biggest one is the save searches and the 250 megabyte attachment limits. Yeah. That's it. The other stuff, eh, whatever. One of the cool things that Trello does, though, is they do all of their development and planning using Trello. Oh, And so nice. you can actually have public boards, and so you can look at their board and see like what their current projects are. Very nice. So it's free. You don't think you would ever need... It's free. It goes on your phone. Yes. goes on the computer, tablets. It's a very usable interface. I is like it, it. Is it Android and iOS? Yes, it is. Okay. 
Okay. No, that, that seems perfectly fine. Yep. And you can assign due dates. Oh, that's so also... So even, even as you're managing other people, you can like drag on a due date. Gotcha. Say, well, do this by the state. Well, that's a good idea. I'll have to try that out. Be one more piece of online software used for work. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, come on. It's not that bad. No, no, it's not at all, actually. All right. Uh, random topic. Random topic. Let's wrap this guy up. Rolled ahead of time. Yeah. What library have you designated as the archival repository for the Random Access podcast? The Library of Congress. They just haven't accepted me yet. (laughs) Could we actually... I don't know. Because we're not actually printed. Uh, They do things that aren't printed. I know. They accept movies and other audio files. Library of Congress submission? How do I submit to the Library of Congress? Application process. Cataloging and publication. Because right now, the archive repository of the Random Access podcast is in two places. One is online in the podcast folder. Yeah. And two is backed up to my hard drive at my laptop at home. My hard drive now, three places. We have it in three places now. Do we need a library for this? No. Because we're still ongoing, too. If we designated any library as an archival repository, we'd have to keep them in the loop of things. All right, Andy. Yeah? What I need you to do. Uh Uh-oh. Go to the loc.gov slash publish slash cip slash about slash process.html and learn all you can about filling in the cip data application form. Wait, hang on. What is eligible? <laughs> oh. Uh, limits eligibility to titles that are most likely to be widely acquired by the nation's libraries. I don't think we qualify. Unless we somehow put ourselves on CD and just give them to libraries? Must also be published by a U.S. publisher that maintains editorial and production offices in the U.S. city with staff capable of answering substantive bibliographic questions that may arise during the cataloging process. So that won't work. Okay. No library! Unless one of us becomes the office, we could be self-publishing? I don't know. It gets very complicated very quickly, and I feel like the what's what's the what's the ROI on it? We'd have these episodes in the Library of Congress. Okay, they are there forever and ever. Should someone decide to go back and do research in like three hundred years, and they want to know uh, more perspectives, uh, I think I'm okay. We're we're totally like a uh, a primary document, right? That's. That's what we would be. Would we be a primary document? Primary documents are the documents from the time. This episode is a primary document of November twenty sixth, twenty sixteen. Of us talking about secondary and tertiary. Oh, about other primary documents. <laughs> no, because we're talking about secondary documents. We're talking about news reports about primary documents. Uh, well, in the case of like the NHTSA. That was a primary document. Yes, that we was reading. a primary document that we talked about, yes. So we could be secondary on that one, but most of the time we are a tertiary. <laughs> sure. Anyway, so we, we don't have a library. No. We have, like I said, we have we have it saved in three places. It's backed up. It's just not in a library. No. It's in my iTunes library. <laughs> hey, it's in my iTunes library, too. There we go. There we go. That's What library have you designated? iTunes. iTunes. And That's with, a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. I'm sitting here just... Blah, 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 blah. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. 
Thank you for listening.